Green Side, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 USA. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Okay, here we are. Uh, got Nate and Chad with us this afternoon. Uh, Chad, I'm going to start with you. We're uh, we got our 2021 schedule out. Why don't you just kind of tell the tell the listeners how the how the schedule kind of comes a, along and gets put together? Yeah, it's a giant puzzle, as everyone probably imagines. Um, what usually happens is at some point throughout the year or years preceding an event happening at a golf course, um, we've had some sort of conversation with that course or with the head pro, and you know talked about doing an event at their facility. And then it's just a matter of, um, you know, figuring out the dates and making sure that the, the dates and things like that work for the host club as well as the IGA. Um, and a lot of times what we'll reach out with, you know, with, with certain facilities is set up a three or four year plan where they maybe host a multi-year or multi-day championship one year, uh, maybe take a year off and then host a USGA, you know, one day USGA qualifier um, and kind of repeat that process so it, you know, it is a giant puzzle that you put together and you try to look at where you had events in the past uh, few years and try to move them around the state as much as possible and make sure you, you know, both on an event by event basis, you're moving it around the state, but then also on a yearly basis, looking at your entire schedule and making sure you're trying to hit, you know, all of the corners of the state. And, and we all know that the, um, there's what they call the golden triangle. So basically if you draw a line between Des Moines, Iowa city and up to Waterloo, uh, anything that kind of happens in that general triangle um, is usually really well attended from a uh, participation standpoint. Uh, You know, the need for lodging is a little less for most of the players when you're in that area. But uh, we definitely want to make sure we take stuff out to the, out to the corners of the state as much as possible because um, we are a statewide organization. We're not, uh, you know, just central Iowa. Right. There's a lot of good golf courses on, on both corners. So we, you know, like you said, we try and try and take it everywhere we can. Um, how, how often, I guess, do you say you have a club that maybe mentions or says, Hey, we'd like to, we'd like to do something and, or, Hey, we'd like to do X. Yeah, it's fairly often. I mean, I'd say it's, you know, it's probably half and half and maybe Nate, you can feel free to weigh in on this because Nate's been, involved in the scheduling process ever since he's joined our team at the IGA. But, um, you know, half the time we've, we've, uh, we've reached out to a club and said, Hey, would you be interested in hosting this or that? And maybe the other half of the time, uh, the club maybe's reached out to us and said, Hey, if you, you know, if you have anything, we'd love to host. And, um, so it's, it's kind of, you know, figuring out where you're going with everything and, and trying to honor those requests as much as we possibly can. Yeah. I'd, I'd second that. And I, you know, it's nice when you, you visit some of these these locations and you uh, you build some good relationships with a lot of the, the host um, professionals and, and members of the clubs. And, and you do kind of build uh, some good relationships that, you know, in the long run tend to uh, help us out um, when we're, you know, potentially, uh, you know, thinking of sites to uh, take events to. You know, it's nice when somebody can come up to us and say, hey, you know, this would actually be a really good site for, you know, the mid-am or, or you know, the the four ball or, or whatnot. So it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of it just comes, you know, you know, the longer we kind of, you know, go to a lot of these, these locations, the the better opportunity we have to kind of build some, some good relationships and, and kind of, kind of work together on, on a lot of that. Yeah. I was just going to say, I think it's nice having players that, you know, keep us kind of up to date on maybe a, a course that maybe we haven't been to in a little while. And, you know, they say, Hey, you know, they've, they've done some great things here. Let's, let's, you know, get them on the the radar for, for future stuff. Yeah. And that's a really good point, Clint, because, um, you know, we see a lot of golf courses certainly, but we, we definitely don't see every golf course in Iowa every year by any stretch. And so having those players kind of let us know, uh, you know, maybe a course has done some work, like you said, done a renovation, made some changes, uh, and, and says, Hey, you know, we haven't been there in a long time. You might want to go back and take a look. That always helps. And, you know, let's, you know, to be quite honest that each course, each course is a little different from what they have the capability to host, right. Based on length of the golf course, um, you know, facilities and things like that, that are there, you know, you, 
maybe can't take a state amateur to a course that tips out at 5,000 yards, for instance, or something like that. I mean, it, sure. we don't have any that do that, really. Um, they're all longer than that. But just to give an example, um, you know, sometimes those places are better fit for a women's event uh, than it is a top-level men's event. Just just due to the pure length issues. Um, doesn't have anything to do with the quality of the golf course. It just fits. Because when we're talking USGA qualifiers especially, they give us yardage parameters. So what they want to make sure of is that a, uh, you know, a person who qualifies for the U S amateur does it on a golf course. That's of commensurate length of what they'd play at the national championship. So if someone qualified on a 6,200 yard golf course, and then they have to go play a 7,500 yard golf course, um, that might not translate very well. Right. Nate, I was going to, going to ask you, you know, you, you talked to a lot of courses and, and Chad kind of mentioned it, that not, not every course can, you know, host a stadium, but I feel like there's a lot of courses that are, they're always excited to maybe host a, a senior match player or a, you know, women's amateur or, or something like that. Can you just kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, um, you know, just thinking back to instances like, like last year going up to, to Vinker um, and Ames, you know, I mean, the, we uh, we had a blast up there, and I think the players really enjoyed, you know, going to certain sites that, you know, we just don't necessarily, uh, you know, maybe bring our state am, you know, or our or our, you know, mid amateur too. But but uh, yeah, there's there's always uh, some cool little gyms uh, around the state that that really have a lot of potential to host uh, a whole number of events. Um, like Chad mentioned, you know, there's a lot of women's, uh, women's opportunities. Basically you can bring a women's event really anywhere in the state just because, uh, you know, I have, have enough length obviously to, to host one, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of, uh, drive around the state, you know, visit a few locations, maybe when you're in a, in a certain region and, and just kind of scope out, you know, some, some sites that, that, you know, or courses you haven't been to, um, in, in a long time, or, or maybe you've heard of them, um, you know, obviously, I think this year I went back up to uh, Lake Creek um, in Storm Lake where they had uh, the Lake Creek Amateur and, and haven't been there forever. But, you know, seeing that golf course um, just kind of gets you excited because you can think about, you know, potential opportunities that, you know, a course like that could, could potentially uh, have, you know, for future events if in, in a certain region, you know. So it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And, and, you know, part of what I do also is, is course rating and, and and, uh, you know, we see a whole lot of different variety of golf courses doing that. And, sure. and, uh, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's just a lot of fun because there's a whole lot of variety, variety in Iowa. Um, you know, we're not really, uh, I guess set, you know, you know, we, we have a lot of different types of golf course. I, I guess I should say, you know, it's not just all links courses or, or not just, you know, uh, tree line golf courses. We really do have a lot of different, different, uh, different uh, options out there available to us no i agree definitely well guys what do you think should we just dive into the schedule here yeah we can run through it well, quick yeah kicking off early may uh iowa mid-am at, at finkbine yeah yeah and finkbine um finkbine's been a great host to us over the years uh jeff moore and and the guys over there in iowa city uh are awesome to work with. It's a really, it's a really rules friendly golf course and they have a brand new clubhouse. Um, so it'll be, it'll be cool to get over there and we haven't had an event there since they built that. So it'll be nice to have that new facility to kind of work out of if you will. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a wonderful site, usually very well attended, uh, popular venue for sure. I was going to yeah. say, I'm kind of excited to, to see that from what I've kind of followed on social media, I think they've, they've made some changes a little bit to the course and I think cleared out a lot of trees and, and done some things over there. So I'm kind of excited to see, see Finkbine next spring. Yeah. Working with, uh, I believe it's Tim Graver. Is that how you, I think I that's how you so. say his name. Yep. Um, the new superintendent there who came from short Hills, if I'm correct. Um, but we have not had the opportunity to work with Tim on an event yet. So it'll be exciting to, uh, get over there and, and work with him. But you're right, Clint, I've, no, I've followed that too. I, they've done a, a good amount of tree removal. Um, I think they have plans to do a lot more um, for what I've been told. So uh, they've gotten a good start on it based on Twitter photos. I, I should also mention that time of year, uh, you know, that course will be, uh, be pretty tough, you know, being in this, being kind of a spring event, you know, obviously with the mid am we've always had a lot of, uh, it's kind of known to be a, a kind of an event. You're always kind of trying to battle the weather um, generally um, just because it's that early may, may start. But uh um, 
you know, there's a few holes out there. I think that will get a lot of uh, players attention. No, I agree. I think it's always, always a good test of, of golf. We've been able to, to go over there for, for a lot of different uh, events. And I think it's always a good, good test for the, for the participants. All right, moving along the uh, IGA four ball there at the end of May, going up to Northwest Iowa, about as far as you can go. Uh, the falls, uh, Chad and I were up there. What was it, Chad? A couple years ago, when they were just getting ready to open, and uh, I think the the players are going to really enjoy um, going up there. Yeah, and it's funny, Clint, because it's it's probably been five or six years ago now, <laughs> yeah, right? Because now that you right. think about it, but it just it <laughs> seems like it was only a couple years ago. But yeah. it was. Um, you're right. I think it was two weeks before they opened, and I can't remember. We weren't doing a course rating, I don't think. I think we just were making a visit to kind of see the golf course, and and all we did was literally walk around. They, the course was ready to open, um, but I don't think they had even cut holes or had flag sticks in yet. But we walked or drove the whole thing. I can't remember. Um, mm-hmm. And my, I think my the thing I told you was that what's awesome about that golf course was that um, you could hold a state amateur there, and and my mom would enjoy playing yep. it. Uh, if that makes sense. So yep. there weren't like forced carries and things like that. You know, you know, um, a high handicap player would in, would have a ton of fun out there. They just pick the right tees to play from. And, and but if you tip it out and the wind blows at all, um, that place is going to test the, the very best players in the state for sure. So taking the four ball up there um, seemed natural to us because we wanted to get an event up there. It is so far up in the corner. Uh, we also felt like doing the first one there uh, as a partner type event would make sense. So you can kind of drag your buddy along. It is at a casino, um, hotel, casino, resort. So you can, you know, have some fun in the evening time as well mm-hmm. with your buddies and uh, and play some golf during the day. And it is a Reese Jones design, isn't it? Yeah, correct. So it's the same ownership group, I believe, that owns Blue Top Ridge uh, mm-hmm. Casino at Riverside. And so they, they've partnered with Reese again to build that golf course. And, and it, the one thing that I don't know, Clint, I feel like it's, it's a lot different though of yes. a golf course than blue top Ridge. Yes. I was just going to say both, both courses are, are really good, but yeah, I would say to me, it's two different golf courses. And another thing, one of the things I, I took away from our visit, I just remember and from a rule standpoint, kind of the things we do, I remember just standing on, I don't remember what tee it was, but I felt like you could see like two thirds of the course from like one spot. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It kind of like cold water is a course like that right now, mm-hmm. right? Like if you kind of put your cart up on a mound between, you know, like six and seven out there or two and three yep. or something, you can see about five or six holes. Um, and I, th- I think you're right. I remember thinking that about, about the falls as well. And then, you know, this, amazing man-made waterfall thing that I think was on the 18th hole, right? It kind of obviously jumps out when you play it. No, I definitely think it'll be a, be a fun, fun trip for, for everybody that that gets up there. So uh, moving along the IJ match play, going back to uh, somewhere we haven't been for a while, uh, Geneva golf and country club in Mason City, or sorry, in Muscatine. Yeah. And that's the senior match play. Um, Yes. I, I couldn't, quite hear you if you said that, but, uh, um, yeah, the senior match play back to Geneva. Uh, we haven't, we haven't been there in a while. Um, we're really excited to get back. They've, they've had two of the strongest, uh, senior players of the last, you know, decade plus as members there at Geneva and John Peters and Tom Norton. And so, uh, I'm sure they're anxious to host and get, you know, get some, some of the competition on their own home turf, uh, it'll be, it'll be exciting. And to work with Steve Hutton and those guys will be a lot of fun, uh, this spring. You know, and I did a little, little research before we got on the air here. Uh, a lot of, a lot of history at Geneva with the IGA, uh, you know, 99 state amateur, uh, 2002 senior women's am 94 match play. It held three Iowa cups and held the 98, uh, mid am. So, you know, maybe some players that, that played in those are kind of going back to a, a place uh, that they remember. Yeah, for certain. Yeah. It's um, they hosted an Iowa cup a few years back, maybe <laughs> I, I'll say five years, but it was probably longer than that. And uh, it was a, 
it proved to be a nice, nice venue for that. And it, back then, you know, the Iowa cup was in May. So it was about the same time of year of when the, the senior match play would be. I was going to mention too. I'm, I'm that's one I'm excited to see. Um, I actually grew up about a half hour from there, but never have been to the course. I think I may be driven by it maybe once or twice, but uh, I've never seen the course. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, moving along women's uh, forever 39 match play. We're going to our, this year's uh, nine hole course of the year, Hillcrest Golf and Country Club, just up the road in Adel. Uh, I think that'll be fun for the ladies. Yeah, I think so. I we actually did a rating there this year, and uh, uh, kind of when the when the shutdown was taking place, uh, and I went out there with a couple of volunteers and walked the whole golf course, and and uh, we basically were rating it because they they had redone. Um, a number of greens out there and uh, have done a really nice job um, really kind of enhancing uh, the golf course with those greens and, and uh, uh, really, really impressive. And, you know, there's a few holes that stand out to me. There's a really cool par three. I think it's maybe six or seven uh, trying to think back to it, but it's, it's got a pretty good carry over a, over a big gunch, you know, kind of a big, big area. And uh, um, I think the players are going to, gonna enjoy it it's it's uh you know it's got a lot of uniqueness to it and uh you know the by that time of year you know given the given the greens a, a good year to to grow in and stuff it should be in good shape and and uh you know i don't think we've been there at least since i've been part of the iga at hillcrest i don't know if you guys can think back to a time you know when we've gone back there but it, it should be a fun opportunity to play something kind of new well i was just gonna say um, Chad, you can kind of chime in too. You know, it's just another good nine-hole course in Iowa that we, you know, we keep on our radar and, and try and find a, a spot for. Yeah, it it really is. Um, I was going to say that the thing about holding events at nine-hole courses, which I think most people certainly realize, is that you're limited in amount of players and things like that you can you know cycle through there and so um the women's forever 39 where they play nine hole matches it it works perfect obviously to do that event at nine hole venues and we've we've gotten to a habit uh, and i think it's a really good habit of really just taking that event to nine hole courses we only have a couple other events that you know we could even hold at nine hole courses um due to just you know participation levels that we have in them but we have a lot of really good ones, like you said, Clint. And, um, you know, we're going to talk about it later, but we're going to take a couple USGA qualifiers to one of our better nine-hole courses too. So Hillcrest, uh, you know, was our – I think Nate said it was our nine-hole course of the year and their um, fantastic venue, great location. Um, they've made some changes past few years, like like Nate said, that have just improved things. And it's, it's really a club that um, we understand is, is doing very well. Um, it's in a – a spot where a lot of people are moving out in West Des Moines and Waukee and Adel. So um, they've got a healthy membership and it'll be a great event out there. Uh, Father's day weekend, kind of a, one of our staples, the IGA father, son and parent child, uh, Jester park. Uh, seems like always just a, just a fun weekend for, for families. And, and I think for us running the tournament, it's, it's just a good, a good, uh, good weekend. Yeah, we, we love going out there. I don't know how many years in a row it's been out there, but uh, uh, it's a it's truly like a perfect venue for it um, with the par three course mm-hmm. and being able to put the little kids and stuff over there with their, you know, with their moms and dads is, is proven to be, I mean, you couldn't get much better. And now that they've built the miniature golf course and stuff out at the driving range, I mean, that just gives you even one more reason to, you know, spend Father's Day weekend out there uh, playing some golf. Um, the Chidos and everything is, you know, everybody who's, you know, ever run Jester Park has been great to work with on this event, but uh, those guys have, have been really awesome. They've, they've made a lot of really good changes out there and it's been exciting um, to kind of see the golf course improve every year, literally since uh, we've been going out there with this event. I think it's fun too, to see the junior golfers, you know, come up through the ranks, you know, they start on the par three and then, you know, they get over into the, on the big course in the young adult division. And then before long they're in the open division and just kind of fun to watch them kind of grow. Yeah. And then see some of them actually have their own kids, you know, and, yeah. and uh, bring them back. So it's, it's, it's a cool event. I've played it a handful of times when I was younger with my dad and, and uh, we always had a good, good time in it. It was pretty competitive uh, at times and he got, he got into it, but 
Um, but yeah, it's a good, good way to spend the weekend. It's, um, it's pretty awesome. Like Nate said, and it also tells you, or maybe shows you how long you've been working at the IGA. If you start seeing the, the kids grow up and then play with their kids, which Nate, you're probably going to fit one of those categories. <laughs> I would imagine here soon, but yeah, I um, got four years left. And I can yeah. Get Har- Harper's ready to, ready to play. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> Gotta get her mom on board with it. <laughs> but um but yeah, it's uh it's been a, a fun event certainly to be out at Jester. It's a fantastic spot for it. You uh you mentioned cold water earlier as far as a, a rules friendly course. We're gonna be going up there uh for our uh junior amateur and the girls junior. Um Nate, why don't you kind of fill us in going with a little a little change this year, new uh, new wrinkle going to have a three-day uh, championship if you want to talk yeah. about that a little bit yeah it's uh traditionally always been a two-day championship and uh in the past we've always had you know multiple divisions uh you know 11 under 12 13 14 15 and 16 18 um but uh you know moving forward we made a decision and our committee uh, rules and competitions committee made a decision to um, increase the number of days to to a three so it's now a 54 hole championship and uh we have kind of eliminated all the divisions and just made it an 18 and 18 and under division which basically kind of lines it back up with uh um, kind of the way the usga uh, junior amateur championship is run as well and so um we're pretty excited about it it's uh you know having a a three-day championship in iowa is actually uh not really common so there's only you know, maybe one or two others I can think of that, that are, that are three days. So, um, it definitely elevates the event and, uh, it's going to make this uh, a pretty special, uh, championship and, and, uh, you know, whoever ends up winning after, uh, the three days is going to, you know, feel like he really earned it. So, um, we're, uh, we're excited about it. And, you know, obviously working with the guys at cold waters is going to be a blast. Uh, you know, Barrett and his crew up there just, uh, um, you know, some of the great, greatest guys you'll ever work with. So we're, we're pumped to, to be up there and, and, uh, you know, obviously having the backdrop of, of Iowa state, you know, uh, right there is, is pretty cool too. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, we've got some good stuff coming. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, just keep enhancing that event, um, for moving forward and, and kind of growing it into one of the premier, uh, or the premier championship, you know, in, in the state. I think good thing with, with cold water, especially with the juniors, you know, a very walkable course. So, you know, as far as pace of play and that, that type of thing, I think will be, will be really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, you know, the biggest thing is if you can keep them out of the fescue out there, um, you know, it's, that's, that's going to help, but, you know, obviously with the new rules going forward that, that were, you know, instituted in 2019, you know, a lot of those areas that normally were not painted, you know, red, you know, are now able to be painted red. So, um, it does help with pace of play. And, and I know, you know, that there's a few, few little spots out there where, where, you know, they could get some trouble, but, but it's uh, like you said, it's pretty walkable and, and uh, you know, really a great place to have a junior AM championship. We've, we've had a couple of there in the past and, and every year it's, we've had it there has been, you know, very successful. IG match play and women's match play going back uh, to Talons of Tuscany where we had it in, in 2020. Uh, I think just, just had an amazing turnout for that. And I think that'll, that'll continue again uh, in 2021. Yeah, certainly excited to work with, with uh, Dennis Alba and Steve Olson and all the guys out at Talons uh, on another match play championship for men and women. And uh, yeah, we had great, great participation. Um, It was uh, one of our first events that we started doing after the COVID postponements and stuff this spring and it turned out great. Um, so I think it was a, it was certainly a hit with the players, um, being able to play, you know, a golf course that's that exclusive. Right. But also because it's so exclusive and absolutely pristine condition. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we'll, we get thankfully or are, are able to do that again in 2021. It's pretty exciting and, and pretty generous of, of Dennis and everyone out there to do that for us. Yeah, very generous. And I'll also mention, you know, it was nice to partner with uh, Otter Creek, you know, to use their range in in, uh, in relation to that event. Yeah, those guys are awesome too. And, and we're going to, you know, have some USGA qualifying out there this year too. But Kurt and those, it, it, it worked out beautifully. The, the way they have that range set up where it's, you know, 
on that south end anyway. So it's really, <laughs> there's probably a lot of go- golf courses we go to where their driving ranges are farther away than uh, what the Otter Creek range is to Talons. So uh, it worked out pretty darn well. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you start thinking about it. It's like, we're pretty, uh, pretty lucky to have such great like neighbors. You know, we really have three, three really good golf courses, you know, probably just within what, two miles at, at most mile and a half, you know, from each other and from, from us. And it's, it's so nice having, you know, Briarwood, Talons of Tuscany and, and Otter Creek, you know, so close that, and they're also great to great to work with. No, I agree. I was just going to mention that Nate, it's nice kind of having, you know, those three that are so close that are, so great to work with and we can you know be able to take a lot of different things to those courses uh iga women's four ball uh going up to northwest somewhere where we haven't been in a little while sioux city country club uh, i think we we're up there in 2011 uh for a senior senior amateur i believe it was wasn't it chad yeah that's correct and uh yeah definitely kind of pumped to get up to that area of the state and particularly that golf course for the first time in 10 years um I guess, 2011 to 2021. Mm-hmm. And this time for a women's four ball, it's a, it's a cool golf course. It's kind of half of it's built on a hill. And then the other half's kind of down on flat land, if you will. Um, but really kind of an interesting design, you know, it's an, it's an old golf course. They have a really neat, you know, big stately clubhouse. And so hopefully with COVID and everything, we're able to utilize parts of that clubhouse this year. Uh, but, uh, I think it'll be a really fun venue for the ladies, something or a place that a lot of them have probably never played or seen. So I'm sure they'll, we'll see a lot of practice rounds being played prior to the event and just bringing, you know, bringing a new set of golfers up to Sioux city that, uh, that probably haven't been there in quite some time is exciting. Uh, in a little bit of my research of, of where we are going, I, I came across in 1921, Rudy Knepper won the uh, Iowa Amateur at Sioux City Country Club. Second, is, it was the second of his three in a row. Hundred years. Yeah, hundred years. Yeah. There you go. And he was from Sioux City. Rudy is yeah. the Sioux yep. City guy. Went to Princeton and made the made the Walker Cup made team. The Walker but Cup team. Yeah. Princeton wouldn't let him out of class, so I play. don't think he could go. <laughs> yeah. That happened today. Yeah, oh, man. unbelievable. So yeah, a lot of a lot of history up at, at uh, Sioux City Country Club, and another course that I have not seen. So I'm kind of excited to to get up there and and see it. Yeah, sounds like we need to sit down with Clint and make sure we get him assigned to a couple specific events this year. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> Geneva hiring. and yeah, Sioux City. We can yeah, do it. Sure. Not a problem. For sure, um, Iowa Amateur. Uh, they're mid July. We're going to be at uh, Wakanda Club. Uh, Another club that's been great to work with, and we've had a lot of a lot of qualifiers and, and different things over the years. Um, they hosted the 2005 uh, Iowa Amateur, uh, one of the more iconic photos that I can think of. You know, Brian Verdine went in and enjoying that and sharing that moment with his kids. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to get the state am back to Wakanda um, for the first time in 16 years, and. Uh, yeah, there's a, a famous sort of story from that 2005 State AM. It was in the final round, and on the 16th hole, I believe I wasn't there, but Bill Dickens was there, and he he always would tell this story. And uh, BV had a one-stroke lead, I believe, um, over uh, Brian DeBurr, Ross DeBurr's son. Okay, and he tees just on 16. The way the tee markers were set up, there was a plate that had the yardage, you know on it. The, I think we're all familiar with those plates that we see on tee ground, teeing grounds. And Brian teed his ball up in between what would be like the right side tee marker and the yardage plate rather than in between the two tee markers. Okay. And he was getting ready to hit the ball or, or, you know, maybe, you know, probably not like in his backswing or anything like that. But, but uh, he was, it was obvious that he was going to hit the ball, except that Brian DeBurr, who was the person who was one stroke behind him, you know, stopped him from doing so and, and told him he needed to tee up in between the markers. So, you know, that's Brian being, you know, the golfer that I think most golfers would have, you know, would have done the same thing. And, and that's mm-hmm. to, you know, help, help Brian Verdine out and make sure that he avoids a penalty. But, uh, you know, he was definitely kind of maybe, maybe thinking a little bit 
out there on those last three or f- three holes or so. And, and, uh, you know, could have made a big mistake, but, um, his fellow competitor who was his nearest competitor also, uh, kept him from doing so. And that's kind of what's really cool about this game. Nate, I know you kind of grew up at Wakanda. What, uh, what, are, what are players going to expect there when they, when they show up? Well, I think, uh, when they look at the scorecard, they're going to think, uh, especially those guys that haven't played there, they're going to assume it's, you know, nothing, not going to be too, too difficult, you know, on the card, it doesn't look, you know, anything, you know, too, uh, too crazy, but, um, the course is probably, um, one of the, probably one of the toughest golf courses you're going to play, um, green, you know, really green from the fairway to green. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you have so many shots that are, that are blind and you have uh, a lot of tee shots that are hitting into the slopes. You know, you don't have, it's, it's hard to really get that ball to, 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 to really do what you want out there. Uh, you know, you think about a lot of those holes and, and uh, there's not many opportunities you have where you're hitting off a flat lie. Um, I can think of really like one hole, uh, like number 11, you know, where you actually usually have a flat lie, you know, a wedge shot or, a, you know, short iron, but, but uh, the majority of them are, are, uh, you know, you're hitting three woods above your, you know, with the ball above your feet or you're hitting a, you know, a four iron, uh, you know, off of, you know, off of, uh, you know, some downhill, uh, you know, up, up a hill, you know, to a blind green, you know, so it's a very, very difficult golf course. Uh, I, I've, I've, uh, you know, really had some good times there in the past. And, and, uh, you know, I think sometimes the, the more you play it, the, the harder it gets actually. So it's, um, it's going to be fun. I think the guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, you know, it has a lot of history hosted the, the 1963 U S amateur it's hosted uh, Western opens. I believe it hosted the, the Western junior, um, back in when I was in high school. And, uh, I know it's hosted some transmiss championships and a few others. So it's, it's got a, a really, uh, long list of, uh, history and, and, uh, a lot of, a lot of exhibitions took place at Wakanda back in the day. And, you know, back when like Jack, Jack Webb was out there as a head professional, they had a lot of pretty cool exhibitions that were brought there. So uh, a lot of history. And, and, uh, I think, uh, I think it's going to really, uh, really be a tough, tough three days. Um, I, I can't imagine the winning score is going to be too low. I would agree with that. Iowa women's amateur <laughs> going to be going up to Dubuque Golf and Country Club. Uh, haven't been up there in a while. Uh, an old school course, uh, kind of a course you got to got to keep it in play and keep it below the hole. A hilly golf course as well. Um, I know you know, the history of Dubuque Golf and Country Club hosting IGA events over the years. I believe the last one they hosted was in 2000 when Bo Anderson, who at the time was a University of Iowa golfer and now a member out at Wakanda uh, where we're having the men's stadium. And Bo uh, won the first of two straight uh, Iowa amateur titles at Dubuque. And then he won the next year at Spirit Hollow. So it'll be exciting to get the women's AM uh, back there next year. Yeah, I know. Uh, talking to Dave Edwards, you know, he's been uh, the head professional there. Um, pretty excited about having us up there, and and uh, there's a, a few things uh, we're going to try to incorporate into this next championship. Obviously, if, if you know COVID permits, um, you know, for for some social activities and some other other things that we're going to try to make uh, make uh, the event a little bit more uh, entertaining in the you know kind of in the evenings, but. Um, um, yeah, the golf course, I, I haven't been there myself, but, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about it. My dad always said, you know, it was just one of the kind of the staples of the IGA back in the day and, and, uh, really cool spot. Um, I know, uh, you know, just that part of the state is, is really, uh, a, a really pretty, pretty place. It almost doesn't feel like you're in Iowa up there. Um, you kind of feel like you're, you're definitely in a different state, you know, with the, the hills and you got the river below it's it's a really pretty setting so yeah trout um, fishing i think is big up there oh really I, bill dickens would always talk about it that way anyway at least as far as in iowa that's the best place to go i just remember uh you know just some of the the older you know architecture around the course too some of the some of the homes are i have no idea how old but have been there a while I remember there's one par five that kind of wraps around you know a really old kind of neat looking house so i'm kind of interested to get back up there and and see that course if i if i 
I might be mistaken, but I want to say like the first and 10th tees almost maybe share like a really big teeing area. I think 10's a par three. So I'm interested to, to kind of. Yeah, it'd be neat to see. I need to get on Google Earth and we'll take a look at it. But Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do that. I, sh- I should also mention too, our the Women's Amateur Trophy is actually named after the, uh, the Flato sisters, um, if I'm not mistaken. And this is where, and that this golf course is actually where those, those sisters actually grew up. And uh, they're kind of as historic, uh, you know, historic, you know, sisters uh, in Iowa golf. They, For sure. they really uh, accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. And so uh, we're going to try to honor them a little bit when we're up there as well. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll be kind of planning some things out to, to make sure that they're, uh, you know, recognized uh, for what they did at, at that, that facility, you know, at that course. So. Yeah, definitely. Jackie and Sharon. Yes. Uh, Moving along the Iowa senior women's amateur, I'm going to be going down to Indianola country club. Um, Kind of a course I play actually quite a bit at. <laughs> kind of a story of two nines. You got kind of the East Nine, which is their their original nine, and then uh, uh, the West Side, which is kind of incorporates holes two through ten. Kind of a newer side. Kind of two different golf courses in in a way. Uh, a lot of more force carries on the the West Side than the East Side, but uh, another course I think the the ladies will will enjoy. Yeah, and Clint, um, you know, you remember there, but they they will play each nine a little differently depending on the day, right? Like sometimes it's, it's divided up one way and other days it's kind of divided up a different way. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. yeah. It just kind of depends on, on the day. And if there's, you know, a league or a, you know, Simpson college has, you know, a lot of meets out there and stuff. So yeah, it, it, it plays, plays a lot of, a lot of different ways. Yeah. But, uh, but you're right. It is. There's nine holes that were definitely built, uh, you know, a lot more recently than the other nine holes and it's different, you know, it's newer turf varieties and things like that. And so, um, you know, it's always a challenge for the superintendent when they have to try and match green speeds and things like that, mm-hmm. or, you know, just course conditions in general, um, when they're working with different varieties, but we had the, uh, the junior AM there, what, two or three years ago, probably. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was just impressed with how, how well they do that out there, you know, match, match that stuff up. And so when you do move from an old hole to a new hole, so to speak, um, you don't, you know, you don't really notice it. I mean, you can tell obviously, but from a playability standpoint, I didn't feel like you really noticed it too much. No, I would agree. You took me out there a couple of years ago. It was kind of, it might've been, I don't know, maybe it was early summer or late summer. I can't remember exactly, but I, I, I came away thinking, I mean, the green speeds that day and the, and the firmness that they had were, I thought were some of the best, best screens I put on, you know, the whole year. So um, Joe definitely does a pretty good job out there. Yeah. I was just going to say Joe Burke, the superintendent does a, does a nice job. Uh, doesn't have a real big staff, but yeah, does a, does a nice job. Down. Uh, the Herman Sani tournament um, going to be back at Hyperion field club. Chad, I'll let you kind of maybe inform the listeners on, on that for 2021 yeah so we're, we're back at hyperion um ever since 2013 we had been in a rotation where we did um, the odd numbered years at echo valley and the even numbered years at hyperion uh but echo valley has um reached out to us and said hey we're considering doing some some work on the golf course next year and it kind, kind of you know they hadn't decided anything for sure yet but they just said hey if uh, if it works out maybe maybe if hyperion could host uh you know, back-to-back years in 20 and 21, then Echo Valley would uh, step back in in 22, and that would give them time to to do the changes that they want to make and and not have to rush things, certainly, to try and get stuff done, and, and also to make sure that we don't have to, you know, hold an event around construction or anything that they might have going on out there. So, um, thankfully, uh, Hyperion was awesome and and said, yeah, absolutely, we'd, we'd love to do it. Um, so we're going back to Hyperion in 21, which is, uh, which is a fantastic venue. It's where the Sani kind of, you know, it's certainly where the Sani is rooted in history with Hyperion Field Club. So uh, that's, you know, that is, it means a lot to us to be able to, to work with these two clubs on this and, and be able to pull something like this off with like two phone calls. That's all it took. So it's, it's fantastic to have such support from these two, you know, private clubs in Des Moines. 
Yeah, I was going to mention Hyperion was our uh, 2020 18-hole course of the year as well. Um, IGA Women's Club team, um, we had actually had it scheduled for Elmcrest Country Club this year, but with the derecho, we had to uh, had to cancel that, and we were fortunate enough to uh, secure that for 2021. Nate, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, we were all set to go in 2020, and uh, that derecho or derecho uh, storm, you know, obviously hit. And, uh, you know, at, at, at the time, we really didn't know. I mean, we were sitting in our office watching it go by, and, you know, and obviously it was pretty bad. But uh, we really didn't know how bad it actually was in Cedar Rapids. And uh, so at the time, you know, we're thinking, okay, maybe it's just a, a quick little cleanup and, and we'll be good to go. And, and uh, you know, as we started hearing, you know, reports and, and uh, all that, we, we kind of realized it was a lot worse than, than what we thought. So I uh, gave Brian Bierman a call, uh, the head professional out, out at Elmcrest. And, you know, he talked to me about, you know, really what, what happened and, and, you know, the amount of loss of trees and damage to the – you know, whole facility was really uh, pretty extensive. So um, obviously that, uh, that, uh, you know, changed, changed things. So uh, thankfully though, they were, they were really open to uh, hosting in 2021. And uh, so, you know, we got them back on the schedule and, and really excited to come out there. We haven't been there uh, in a long time and, and it's going to be a, going to be a real treat. I think for a lot of these ladies to see uh, this golf course and, and it's, it's obviously got a lot of history in itself and, and it has a big, uh, uh, big amount of a, you know amount of support from from Cedar Rapids, and obviously uh, you know Zach Johnson who who made his his home there, uh, or who, you know who was home there uh, when he was a kid. So this it's gonna be a good opportunity to to get out there, and and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll be there again in the future. Yeah, and I'll just add that they have some really cool Zach Johnson memorabilia um, in you know within the clubhouse uh, on display. So. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the ladies will enjoy seeing, you know, seeing some of the cool stuff they have in there. And I, one thing I always like about the the women's club team, I feel like we get a, you know, a, a good number of, of ladies that maybe don't play in a lot of our events, but uh, they, you know, want to represent their, their home club and, and play in those year after year. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and I think, uh, you know, we did make a little change last year, and I think it, we're actually going to continue it in 2021. But previous to to last year, we actually, you know, we didn't pair uh, you up with a team member. You were kind of paired up with some random, you know, another random, you know, two or three players. And so we, we uh, part of it was because of COVID, you know, we decided, you know, it's probably best to, to pair you up with somebody who you probably rode in the car with um, just to, you know, obviously keep cart. Um, keep the, the amount of cards that are being used down. But um, so, but moving forward, we, we actually, we realized that that was actually a, a really popular uh, move uh, to, to allow these players to, to play with one of their teammates. So if you, if you are sitting on the fence a little bit about playing, um, just know that uh, like as long, you know, you're going to be paired up with one of your teammates and uh, you know, so you'll, you, you'll definitely know somebody in your group. So if you are a little nervous to, to get out there and play, uh, you know, that's one thing that maybe can help, um, you know, kind of calm those nerves if, if you have any. No, that's a good point, Nate. Thanks for, for adding that. Uh, Iowa senior amateur going down to the preserve in, in Moravia, you know, it's not, it's not really a new course anymore, kind of new compared to some other courses, but, you know, been able to host a lot of different things down there. And, and uh, I think the, the senior, Senior set will be be loaded again next year, and it's going to be a going to be a shootout as always. Yeah, that senior amateur has become you know one of the most hotly contested titles in the mm-hmm. you know of the year because the the senior group has gotten so strong here in Iowa over the past few years with with guys who've turned fifty. Um, and yeah, going down and working with Darren uh, and those guys down at the preserve is always a ton of fun. Um, they love having us down there. You know, they, they treat all the players extremely well. Um, and there's, you know, it's cool whenever you have like lodging on site, you know, like they have, and we try to take advantage of that and set up room rates and things like that. And I'm sure, you know, that'll all happen again this year. And, um, you know, it's, uh, we've definitely heard some good things, uh, coming from, from the preserve with the quality of the, uh, 
the golf course the past few years. So we're excited to get back down there with another event. We've, we've taken a lot down there, but uh, I think this will be the first senior AM we've had down there. I was just going to say, you know, since, since I started with the IGA, I, I feel like uh, the preserve seems like each year it just gets, it gets better. Yeah. And you know, thinking about this golf course too, there's probably not a better golf course in Iowa to get you off to a hot start. Than no, I agree. Course. What is there? Two or three par fives in the first, like, you the, know, the, first the first two, two holes sure, are par yeah. fives and they're yeah. you know if you hit a good tee shot especially on the second one as long as you hit a good tee shot um i feel like both are yeah reachable and and definitely yeah. birdie opportunities and then you and then you kind of maybe lose some opportunity with long par threes and, mm-hmm. and you know a little more difficult holes but then and then the fifth hole is a par five so honestly like you could if you just get your par fives you're you're like you said, you're looking pretty good after five holes. Yeah. Yeah. I can help with that scoring average for sure. So I, uh, I always loved, love going down there. And, and like you said, Darren does, does treat you, does treat everybody great. So it's a, it's a good, good treat to get down, get down to the South, South part of the state. Agreed. Uh, wife, husband uh, championship going back to Sunnyside uh, country club. Uh, it'll be the, the third year we're going to, go up there i that's another course that i just feel like you know every year people just come back raving about just the course and the experience and how much fun they have in that in that championship yeah and and uh you know really uh, something that that i've always been impressed with there is is the 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 membership and how accommodating they are and how how they've really opened up their their club to everybody everybody that's playing the event and and really have have made the participants feel like they're actually members as well. And, and I think that's really important to the success of that, you know, event and, and just the, the overall experience, uh, you know, like you said, Clint, you know, everybody that, that plays really just raves about it and, and really going into this third year, I mean, this might be really our first year where hopefully everything will just, you know, weather wise and, you know, with COVID hopefully getting improving in the future, you know, I know Chad kind of mentioned this too. It's like, in, you know, to us as a staff, but it's like, you know, this could be our, you know, the first year that the course actually gets like it's true, like, you know, real opportunity to, to, to showcase the, the event the, the right way. So uh, we're really excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think Jason, uh, Jason Tresmere, the superintendent is probably one of the best in the business and, and, and really it's just, uh, it's, it's never, it's never in poor shape. It's, it's literally uh it's it's perfect every time we're there so it's it's a great great place to play yeah absolutely Nate it Jason does a fantastic job with the grounds and working with Adam and those guys you know on the inside stuff if you will um, has been wonderful the last couple of years as well and and it's like you said that you know this is their third year but the first year we had a bunch of weather issues and we had to we couldn't even play the last day of the event Um, and then last year you know they couldn't do any, couldn't do any social stuff. You know, it was kind of like grab to go food and, and head mm-hmm. back to your hotels type of thing. And so looking forward to hopefully having a year where um, our hosts up there get to actually host in the way that we know they want to. And they've done an awesome job the first two years, you know, don't certainly don't get me wrong there, but I know that it's like they've had these intervening things that, you know, you can't control that have kind of a, eliminated some stuff we we were planning to do um so you know cross our fingers hopefully we get lucky with the, the 2021 wife husband yeah. everything everything runs smoothly it's always the the hope uh moving along uh the iowa cup matches the amateurs against the section pros going to be going to elmwood country club uh in marshalltown nate you want to talk about elmwood and kind of what they've been been up to yeah, well, you know, we actually got our first kind of look at it this last year or, you know, this this year in 2020 when we had the women's amateur there. And uh, they, uh, they've they done some amazing work. Um, you know, they've had this master plan and have really uh, attacked it. And, you know, part of it with the, the, the Duraco storm, you know, obviously they lost a ton of trees, but it really opened up a lot of possibilities for them to, to just kind of, you know, do what they needed to do and, and kind of get that plan moving. So um, the traditional Elmwood that everybody's familiar with is, is, is probably going to be a, you know, a, a thought, you know, an afterthought, you know, something that, that, uh, you know, 
you're it was basically going to just be in your memory because the golf course I think is, is has changed a lot. But I think uh, with what we're going to see at that that particular event, I think it's going to be a, a real treat. Um, personally, I, I played nine holes there last year after the Women's AM when the course they had really uh, firmed it up, and and part of that was you know due to just the hot temperatures and the the you know the water you know just not having a lot of water on it at the time but but it uh, it played in my opinion the way you know it played at Pinehurst or it played at uh, you know where where I've been down in Seminole I mean it's it's a real it can play tough and uh, I think that they're kind of going for that uh, that kind of feel uh, and I'm sure for this event it's it's going to be the same way so I I'm pretty excited about uh, the opportunity to to hopefully make that team and 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 participate myself yeah some of the the twitter photos you know we talked about twitter photos earlier but some of the twitter photos you've seen coming out of it um they they truly are making lemonade out of the lemons they were dealt with that storm uh and kind of jump-started their they always had a master plan to that involved i know a lot of tree removal um in a perfect world you know you would like to pick which trees you wanted to remove, but the, the derecho storm certainly, uh, didn't, you know, didn't allow for that, but they, um, are taking kind of that opportunity to, um, to maybe, you know, kickstart and, and get a little bit more of the changes done, uh, that maybe wouldn't happen until a year or two from now. So, you know, that cut matches in the fall. Um, it'll be fun. It's the hardest little, 6,200 yard golf course that uh, these guys will probably play. Yeah. And I think they have lengthened it a a fair amount since, since, you know, they did start doing it, I guess over the past couple of years, but they have continued to find some ways to, to still, uh, you know, find a few different options uh, for new tee boxes and, and other, uh, you know, other maybe dog legs and stuff that can potentially be, you know, fabricated. So it's, it's pretty cool uh, what they're doing. Definitely. That'll be fun to fun to get up there and, and see kind of what what's uh, transpired over the over the year in twenty twenty one when we'll get up there in the fall. And hopefully win that cup. We haven't won yeah, that thing get in the a cup while. Back. So Nate, if you make the team, let's you know, no fiddling around. I know. I know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and, uh IGA Club go ahead, Chad. I was gonna say, um one thing that I uh found out today um, related to team matches that I don't think you guys have on your schedule, but I'll make the announcement because I literally got emailed today is uh, the director's cup matches, which is the biennial match between uh, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, and Kansas. Uh, Nebraska is our host next year. And those matches are going to be uh, practice rounds on September 7th with the matches happening on September 8th and 9th. And it's going to be at dismal river club out in Western Nebraska mm. in the sand Hills. So, oh, wow. So there you go, Nate. There's another, um, and, and all the other people listening, hopefully, to this, uh, a nice carrot to try and make that Director's Cup team next year will be at Dismal River. Have uh, Have you been out there, Chad? I have. Well, not to Dismal, no. I've, okay. I've, the, the only course, really, that I've been to in, in the Sandhills is the, uh, the one in Gothenburg, Wild Horse, which is... Uh-huh which is pretty awesome. So I'm, I'm excited about getting out there and seeing Dismal and stuff next year. Yeah. I've, I've, I've heard a lot about it. Never, never been to it obviously, but I've heard it's a, it's a, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's going to be a treat. Better play them all. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta, he gotta play them all. He's politicking, Chad. He's politicking. He's play play more. (laughs) I won't need to play them all. (laughs) (laughs) He needs time off. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) And we're all uh, IGA club team um, going up to the Meadows in Dubuque. Yeah, uh, Chad, you want to talk about that course a little bit? Yeah, it's a it's a really nice facility um, just outside Dubuque. I think technically in Asbury, Iowa. Uh, but Jeremy Hawkins and, and those guys, we did a USGA Senior Amateur qualifier up there a few years ago that uh, Rob Pomerantz uh, qualified for the national championship through. And the it's a, it's a really nice golf course, got a good solid clubhouse. Um, the thing that's kind of held them back, I guess, from holding events, you know, in the past, they don't have a driving range there. And so, um, you know, it's always, it's not ideal. You know, if you don't have a range on site, we talked about talons and how 
lucky we are that we have a driving range, like literally just across the street that we can use. Uh, but up there, the nearest one's about a 10 minute drive. So, um, we kind of bite the bullet and, and you're just going to go with it, um, for the club team. And, and it's another one of those events that when, if we start going to the corners of the state, it, sometimes it seems like the participation is a little better if we go with a team event to start with, or if we haven't been there in a while, uh, to kind of get, people to drag their friends and stuff along. And then once they see it, you know, the next time you go up there with maybe an individual event, uh, they you know, they remember playing there and remember how good it was and, and they're more apt to make the trip up. So, um, it, certainly excited to get up there for, you know, for that club team. It'll be, it'll be enjoyable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I went there last year, uh, again for a rating, but, um, was really impressed with the, the use of the land out there it's it's a there's a lot of elevation but it's a it's a really cool spot so um, yeah i'd describe it i guess as kind of rolling hills a lot right nate and they yeah 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 just good good high quality golf course the turf has always been good whenever i've been there um, which is you know it's the stuff you remember right is the quality of the turf grass and the playing surfaces yeah they have a nice few nice par threes and some nice finishing holes you know, and, and yeah, it's, it's, I, I do remember the turf being very good. So that's a, yeah, it's a good spot. I was just going to say, I, what I remember for that course is the elevation change on, you know, a lot of holes, both uphill and downhill. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the, I, the 18th hole is a really cool kind of amphitheater. If I'm remembering it correctly, or you kind of, you can kind of sit out in the patio and really watch, like really watch the entire hole from up there. It's, it's kind of a nice setting. Yeah, we might have to tuck tuck that flag in that back left because isn't that water on the left side? <laughs> might, have to, might have to tuck it, <laughs> tuck it. And, you know, uh, I guess you know we'll see. Yeah, club team. It's a yeah. That one everybody starts a little different. It's a, yeah, 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 it's a, a shotgun, shotgun start, shotgun. so yeah, it might be their yeah. first hole. It might be their last hole, but that's it's true. also a wide variety of playing abil- abilities too, right? So we have right. to. Because um, we get some, <laughs> that into some plus handicaps and then some guys who are, you know, maybe yeah. more focused on the net side of the competition, yes. which is awesome. And yeah. we wish we got more of them, That's but, right. uh, but it does play into the course setup, which is, you know, something we think about. It's like, all right, yeah, it might be short for this guy, but it also might be way too long for this other guy in the field. So you kind of have to find the happy medium. Nate, I'm going to have you speak on uh, the IGA women's medium series. I think we have one of those scheduled uh, so far, but working on some some other ones. If you want to just kind of talk about about that and kind of give the ladies a yeah. idea of what what we're trying to do with that. Yeah. So next year would be our third year running these. They're uh, kind of co-running them uh, with the host facilities, but they're it's called the IGA Women's Midam Series, and it's uh, they're all one day events held on Saturdays, um, and they're all different forms of of you know, competition. So, you know, the first event has traditionally been a stable for event and that's been held up, up at Irv Warren and Waterloo. And, uh, the second event generally has been, a, um, I guess it changed. It, it became an, uh, alternate shot event, a modified alternate shot event last year. And that's, that was at Edmondson and Oskaloosa. And, uh, most likely we'll be able to return to those two facilities. I'm, uh, you know, obviously still working on getting those schedules kind of finalized, but, uh, we had really good relationships with those two guys and, and, you know, obviously want to continue on um, at, if we can at those, at those sites. Uh, the site that we do have confirmed is, uh, is the one, I believe it's in September. I don't have the exact day in front of me, but it's a, um, it's going to be at, at AH blank golf course in Des Moines. And that's going to be a, a four ball championship uh, or tournament, just a, a two person uh, best, better ball. Um, and uh, the final event, we're actually trying to look – we haven't officially done anything yet, but we're considering uh, implementing a fourth event. Uh, we haven't figured out the format yet, but uh, we have a two, or three, two or three ideas kind of being tossed around right now. But um, we're actually looking, uh, looking at something maybe in the, the north central, uh, maybe tiny bit west, western area. So we'll see. That's, that's coming. But, but they, these have been great events. Uh, Basically, the eligibility is uh, you got to be at least 25 years old, um, and I uh, don't have to be a resident of the state. You don't have to have a, a membership at the IGA to play. It's it's you know we really just want to encourage as much play participation as possible. So we we do encourage you to bring your friends. Uh, this event's a little bit different, where 
We let you uh, choose your own tea time. Uh, we always set a block between 10 and noon. And uh, basically, we fill it up. If we can fill it up, then that's great, you know. And and uh, but we we let you pick your own tea time, and we let you play with who you want to play with. And uh, the entry fee is, you know, very uh, modest, and it covers uh, your cart, uh, your range, uh, or your, your cart, your launch, course fee, and uh, some. And, uh, and you actually get us uh, uh, some shop credit with it if if you if you're a prize winner. So. Uh, we have a few random drawings as well for those players that don't win anything. So there's still a chance to win something, even if you don't uh, uh, happen to, you know, to win anything, uh, you know, on your playing ability, you still have a chance to win something just by luck. So um, they've been a lot of fun and, and we've really uh, enjoyed getting to kind of see, um, see those events kind of, kind of grow and, and, uh, and kind of take their own, own form. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they're just, you know, def those events were kind of built for, for, ladies who uh, potentially, you know, aren't able to get out um, and play, you know, during the week when we have some of our other championships and uh, you know, they're just, just one, one day, simple, uh, simple tournaments that, you know, you can get home for in the evening and, and, you know, not really miss much. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully they continue to grow and, and uh, you know, we're definitely going to keep, keep doing them. So. I agree, Nate. I think those will continue to grow and become, more and more popular. I think that'll wrap up for this episode, but check back with this next time we'll discuss USGA qualifying in Iowa in 2021.